Welcome to the Off the Road Again podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Ross. And I'm Brett. This is our podcast about anything and everything off-road. Uh, as always, we're socially distanced. It's the only way we can do the show. I'm in the Midwest in Kansas City. Ross is in the Northeast. And Brett's in the Northeast. So this is back-to-back shows where two-thirds of the show is in the same time zone. Where two-thirds of the show has actually met each other. Yes. <laughs> like physically in person? Physically in person. Yes. <laughs> that was, I can't remember who <laughs> said it the other day. It might have been, it's one of the guys I follow on Twitter, but he, and I think he might be even be like a forest service guy. I'm not sure. Um, but I only have interacted with him on Twitter. And he was like, he posted a conversation like himself with a, a, like a relative being like, what do you mean you have friends that you've never physically like been in the same place with them? Like you've only known them on the internet. And I was like, I do an entire podcast with a dude. We've never physically been in the same space. Like yep. we're at yeah. hundreds of hours of time more, together. More than hundreds. <laughs> exactly. More, more commonplace now. That's wild. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the modern world. world. Warcraft. And, and one day I was sitting with him. He's like, I'm going to go meet my buddy. I haven't, you know, I've been playing world of Warcraft for like 12 years with him or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> ridiculous. And I was like, it was like a decade. They never met each other, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. Those, those stories are starting to be more and more prevalent because we're all more and more used to the technology. Absolutely. Like it's just, Speaking of being used to the technology, do you want to talk about Easter Jeep Safari stuff? Sure. So, I mean, we'll talk about I, it briefly because it's it's not really news until we know that it's news. So the last few years for Easter Jeep Safari have really been the let's show what the Wrangler will be show. And now they're, you know, looking at the Gladiator. So speculation is 392 Gladiator, which would be phenomenal. Um, the extra wheelbase would theoretically help make it less terrifying and also four by gladiator which Ooh. i mean there's a lot more room for batteries and, and hybrid parts in a gladiator than in a wrangler so could be interesting i just i just wrote up a tundra capstone um for one of our outlets um mm-hmm. and went through and it was like i i referenced where the battery pack is placed on that truck and i Felt like they could have put way more batteries on under the thing. seat. Well, yeah, it's under the rear seat, but like, there's a whole bed back there. Like, there's I don't know. That's where like fuel tank and other stuff goes. They did they did a good job, but like, I if you like- try to sell a pickup truck to a pickup truck buyer and part of the bed is already being used, yeah, well, like they all have a conniption. I'm talking about <laughs> between the frame rails underneath, like oh, very much uh, where. Okay. Plus. Ram EV well, and Silverado yeah. EV seem to have a battery pack. And right? I say this lovingly. Toyota is just preemptively getting ready to replace the frames and doesn't want to have to deal with batteries. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Tacoma that went through that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I may have sold it before the dealer actually took delivery of the frame to replace it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody immediately took it to the dealer. So anyway, so that's that's the uh, Easter Jeep Safari news. We'll know more in the coming weeks. Yeah, weeks. So it is weeks. It is crazy. And then the next piece of news is a quick one. Um, so specialty vehicle engineering, uh, SVE has done what everybody has been asking GM to do with the Colorado for since 2016 or so. So they took the 5.3, the Ecotech V8, and then supercharged it and made what's like a super ZR2. And Good Lord. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, it's a lot would like to point out that at one time i think it was one year only the first generation colorado came with a 5.3 liter v8 did it really did that's cool it did and they still sell for like 20 grand even though they you know have the build quality of like play school toys it sound like uh subaru bajas with turbos and manuals <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> talk about frame rust shit 
Dude, my internet has ground to a halt. I am trying to do for the video participants. If you're wondering why I haven't shared anything yet, it's because I, my computer will not open images right now. That's okay. For the audio listener, everything should be normal. Yeah. yeah. I think the audio listener after this Colorado has been out since 2015 or 16 can imagine what a Colorado looks like. Yeah. <laughs> but, but with like bigger tires and a giant V8 with a supercharger yeah. wedge under the hood. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. That's a lot of, that would be a lot of truck. Um, I don't know if that kind of follows suit, you know? Yep. And the same thing with the TRX has, you know, right. the same transfer case as the, as yeah. the Trackhawk. Right. This just says they beefed up the 8L90E, uh, upgraded yeah. fuel system, CNC ported cylinder heads, aluminum block, forged internals. It doesn't say anything about the is parts that trying, are. Is this trying to shut down like, wrangler ranger or raptor ranger i should say or anything like that or kind of like to put the foot in there like hey listen we're gonna you know it could so it, i mean it says pricing is around eighty thousand dollars plus the colorado which you know that's what a raptor a bronco raptor is going to cost after the dealers yeah. mark it up yeah. <laughs> so yeah. i don't know this this seems like a hennessy competitor type thing gotcha. speaking yeah. of, i i saw one of those thousand horsepower hennessy trucks floating around I might have to buy a new one. There he is. All right. With all our production money. It's a write-off. Good be. Good be. Um, all right. We're recording again? Yeah. It, as soon as I came back in, we were recording again. Oh, so nice. okay. the, the, the last thing I heard you say was, I saw a Hennessy, and then it died on me. So yeah. if you want to that start was, there. Yeah, that was the end of that story. <laughs> yeah, so, it was which is would be the spot for it to be when i was it which means that it'll i mean i can't say that anymore because in, in all fairness you know i i bash like people who took off-road trucks through and lived through in the city with them and whatnot and then just used them on the weekends and <laughs> here you are so <laughs> <laughs> there you go man you know i don't know did we say where you're from did that what, me yes we so, just said northeast just northeast oh, okay so why don't you give a, a quick 10 minute into the show introduction yeah, so. my name is Brett Pavasso. I am owner and operator of the custom shop in Astoria, Queens, New York City. We're a custom car shop. We're probably more heavy into the off-road overland stuff, you know, uh, over the past couple of years. But we, we do street cars still also. So, um, yeah, that's where we're from. We're from Queens, New York. And we're lucky enough to get Ross's business to build his overland truck. And a pretty wild spot to be for doing it what is. I do. But, you know, things happen. And that's how kind of how it forms. So it, it looks like your shop is just like the perfect place because like <laughs> stuff like sports cars slammed to overland rigs. Yeah. Like that's just like heaven. Like, Thanks, man. It's, it's a cool spot. Um, we, yeah, we're lucky enough to have a pretty decent split. You know, we started out, you know, it, it's a very broad kind of name, right? It doesn't say like specifically we do this or that. It's just like a custom shop. It's a custom car shop. The reason why we made the name is because you know, if you think about it, there's so many people that just go on Google and they're like custom car shop. So like <laughs> that's you know, SEO brilliance right there. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I thought that was pretty cool. But either way, you know, we didn't really know the direction it was going. Like, so I didn't want to say like I was specifically Euro or specifically this or that, you know, but we started out doing kind of all cars, all vehicles, all trucks. And we had a big foothold in like the Wrangler community because just by default, that truck is so customizable, right? So yeah. we would get so the most. Yeah. So, you know, 
a lot of people, when they just see that you do a bunch of Jeeps, they're all, oh, oh you, you do off-road trucks. Now, yeah, half of my guys were actually dude to off-road, and the other half were just like mall crawling, dude, just building street mm-hmm. trucks. Cool. You know, it is what it is. I don't judge um, as long as the customer is happy. And I, I try to at least, you know, curate these builds in the cleanest way possible. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. We try. But um, yeah, we do get we, we get a split for sure because we're in New York City. You got to think about it. There's customers that come in, no shame. They're like, I'm going to spend all this bread. I want to hook this truck up. I will never go off road ever. You know? <laughs> okay, I do I do want to throw it out there that there are some streets in and around the New York City area yeah. that are probably worse condition than <laughs> actual fire roads. Absolutely. Yeah, I tell customers that all the time. They're like, oh, you know, I, I just want to lift to fit some bigger wheels and tires, make it look nice, but I don't want anything crazy. I don't need like a suspension lift. I'm like, listen, dude, like regardless of what you think, you know, smashing these potholes is not really, you know, too much different than like going down a trail. So you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, but you know, since pandemic and stuff and this whole boom, I'm sure obviously you guys talk about this, you guys know the deal. And, um, we just started getting a lot more of the overland stuff, the self-guided adventure kind of vehicles and, and all that. So yeah, if you look at our page, I try to split it up, you know, sports car, this and that, but um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of heavy, heavy overland, you know, absolutely. So, yeah, that's what I do. And that's why I'm here. So. It kind of fits a bill because the Northeast, like you got to travel to get somewhere yeah. to go off-roading regardless. So most oh, of the yeah. people who are like deep into heavy rock crawling or mudding, like they trailer their rigs, you know, right. for us normal people, we got to drive on the road and theoretically drive in some way from trailhead to trailhead. Absolutely. So it's, you know, two in the same. Um right. So yeah, so let's uh, let's round out the news and then the other little shenanigans <laughs> real quick, and then we'll dive deep into custom shop. Thanks, man. Awesome. So what I just discovered is I can't share my screen tonight because I did a software okay. update on the computer today, and it's like you have to quit Zoom to be able to allow Zoom to have privacy access can to then record I your screen. Share my screen. I don't think so, but we can give it a shot I'm if you want. Find out. Host has disabled participant. Exactly. Sharing. And I was like, well, but you. I didn't. Bummer for the audio listeners today. All That's of them. A, are the, are the video, video players. Watchers. So, um, okay. Last piece of news. I, if anybody has seen it or hasn't seen it, Texas Dave and the Rally Ready crew have created one of the strangest videos and most hysterical videos in recent memory, uh, kind of showcasing the, what is it? Black Rifle Coffee Company. Yeah and Bucky Lassick's on board now. And it, it's basically an excuse to jump a Roush F-150. It's, play it's with Texas, pyrotechnics. Yeah, it's Texas yeah. Dave being Texas Dave. Like it's- Yep. It's Some good dude. driving in it too. He, well, it's Dave driving. Like it's, he's sliding that Roush, so. Yep. yep. Uh, and there's a helicopter. Is it a- There is. Is it an R-44, R-22? I'll tell you in a second when it turns sideways. Uh, I, the only things I know about helicopters is I know it's a Robinson and I know it starts with R and if it's got the longer fuselage, it's a, it's a 44, okay. uh, but they good. get that thing really close to that Roush. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's down there. Like it's, they, and it looks like they're in a quarry. It looks like old top gear stuff. Like it looks like they were left alone to just do dumb shit and have so much fun. <laughs> yep. Which is kind of what it sounds like they do every day. Yeah. That's um, so speaking of Texas, Dave, he did come to mind the other day because my oldest gets his learning permit this summer. And I was like, maybe we swing through Austin and just let him learn car control with Dave for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so now I want to know, like, how young can I bring to him? Like, 
because it's property in the middle of Texas. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, can I bring the 10 year old too? like, can we throw him and stuff? Like Here, here's my six year old. <laughs> yeah. Like he's seven, but nice track. Let him uh, loose. Throw him in a razor <laughs> and freaking yeah. sign it. But like, <laughs> it's a safe space there because it's guys who know what they're doing and vehicles that are prepped for stuff. Like, right. Do they have a dude dressed up like a Girl Scout cookie in this video? Just watch or, out for dogs. <laughs> the dude is not dressed up like a Girl Scout cookie. Oh, uh, Girl Scout. Record show. So, Girl Scout. Girl Scout. <laughs> That's a big difference. There's cookies yeah. in front of him. I need to turn that video off or I'm going to watch the rest of it. So. <laughs> we'll dude, put it in have... the show notes. It's it's in the link. It's yeah. funny. You have driven so much stuff lately. I have. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, I saw that list. It's... It feels like it's been an eon since we last recorded. Um, so, I, I drove. Close to a full month. Yeah. Close to a full month. So, I, I've had a lot of cars come through. So I'm going to do like the quick hits on all of them. All right. First one, 2022 Subaru WRX Limited. Uh, the reviews on Everyday Driver. Having owned the prior generation WRX, I didn't particularly like this one as much as I hoped. Um, there's no steering feel whatsoever, like worse than the prior one. The shifter was more rubbery than the BMW shifters I've driven recently. And given the, the, this might have been a pre-production car and it was definitely beaten on by other outlets. So I don't want to bash on it too hard. Um, it, it just felt dull. It felt heavy and dull. And especially in a world where there's like Veloster N and Elantra N and, you know, this new GR Corolla or whatever it is coming soon. Like yeah, GR86. Was yeah. It, this is a manual car yeah. you drove or no? Manual car. Yep. What yep. manual cars were rubbery from BMW that you drove recently? Probably like late 2010s three series. Okay. All right. Yeah. But like once upon a time, BMW made great shifters, you know? Sure, sure, sure. And this thing was just like, wait, I wasn't there. Chewing through about BMW Subaru right now. This well, is, we're comparing it. Yeah, okay. Comparing, right. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I got, um, I produced you know, for a moment and got lost. If you need like an all wheel drive car with a turbo and all wheel and um, a stick, That's there's, cool not a ton of options. Yeah, that's it. Um, right. Golf R, maybe. And golf R, but price jump. So, I mean, the other thing is my WRX Limited that had almost every option I bought it in 2017, it was 31 grand. And this one was 37, wow. you know, for the same trim, which inflation, blah, blah, blah. But that's pretty substantial jump for something that gets then, worse gas mileage. Yeah. Well, um, but like 37, I, I, if you're still comparing like model to model, I can see it as a bigger jump, but like, what what do you cross shop with the WRX? Golf R at this point because there's no STI. But what's a Golf R? Isn't that 45? 45. So no like options. the 37 ohm, like I like that 35 to 40 zone. Like yeah, right. like it's almost reasonable at 37, just because the next closest thing is at 45. Like with there's nothing of the same ilk in that zone. Yeah, yeah like yeah, you're right. And you're right. I mean, yeah, I just and we we asked we, we had todd hill on from subaru of america and we were like so sti and he was like well i can't talk about it and then two <laughs> weeks later there is no sti there's a reason he couldn't <laughs> talk about it it does not about exist about <laughs> but that was that was part of the hope and ross's driving of the wrx was like well if the sti is coming and it's going to be better right then the, then i can accept the wrx more as it is but no this is the halo now like right. this and is the top yeah. you know the thing that really bugged me the most about it was that, so it's a new engine, it's 2.4 instead of the two liter and it, they got rid of like the torque dip and everything, but it gained, what was it? Three horsepower or five horsepower. 
okay. like no torque and it gained a little bit of weight so it's better down low in like second if you're tooling around a parking lot or street or something but it's, it doesn't feel faster you know right. I wonder and we wonder live in the world where every car gets faster or it gets more raw or gets lighter and right. keeps the same power and then gets faster because it's lighter and right does it wasn't fall into the category of like cross track where they're going to sell all of the WRXs yes. anyway. So like, they're Absolutely. just like, just leave it out what it is. Sell all of those. We'll try and improve on it. Like BRZ is fucking great. <laughs> we talk about it every time. Cause mm -hmm. I, it's great. Like they, and it doesn't have a turbo and it doesn't have all wheel drive. Yeah. Or, and the one I drove was an automatic and I freaking love that even like, are, I just Chris, feel like the, the newer version you're talking about or the, yeah. Oh, yeah, so like the G86, so the other I get. The yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, great car, dude, and that like price for. Right. For oh yeah, and it's just under the thirty-seven. Like it's like thirty-five, thirty-two-ish. Like it's nuts. Yeah, and I think the GR, I think the Toyota spec one is like twenty-seven grand, thirty grand. I think pretty, yeah, I think it's right around thirty. Yeah, so, I, premium. Yeah. So like, they're they're kind of doing this like balancing act of like that's almost more of a pure driving enthusiast car where the DBF, wrx is like wrx people will buy it anyway so like right they're i don't want to say they're they sell themselves it. yeah but they 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 finished their work early and turned it in they didn't go back and double check <laughs> like cool. and they're still going to get an edge yes. because they're going to sell every one of them so like 100%. yeah they kind of played it safe and seemed like they just kind of ported it over and right yep. here and there but I like the fact that you said that they should have went a little harder considering there wasn't going to be that next tier. Yeah. Well, I kind of wonder really if they went to the degree they went thinking there would still be an STI and then the STI got axed. And, and that's like, like, well, here it is. That absolutely could have been the case because it's like, like we're talking about like two to three year development times. Like, yeah. More than anyway. that, you know, if they're, if they were theoretically tooling up for like hybrid STI stuff. So yeah. anyways, moving on. Um, Let's talk about the crazy rally one too. I mean, all this rally stuff, like WRC, is all like hybrid now, right? So, yeah, it's follows F one, you know. We'll talk about that. So the WRX left and was replaced by the CT four V Blackwing, which is, you know, for an off road podcast, perfect. Yes, I took the WRX down. It's not a rally stage, but it's like ten miles of dirt roads in Connecticut. So I didn't do that with the Cadillac. Why not? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Should have. It would have been very slidey. So CT4V Blackwing is basically like an updated ATSV. Right. A um, little more power. It's actually less expensive than the ATSV. So it starts at 59. The ATSV started at 60. And, you know, it's five, four years on from the ATSV. Yeah. Uh, it is, it's a good size car. Um, the back seats are a little tight, you know, for people, but like, it's fine because right. the same chassis is also the Camaro, which the, the backseat just doesn't exist. Right. Um, or windows. Or windows, or the ability to like see I, anything except- I tracked with my buddy and I couldn't hand him his helmet. It wouldn't go through the window. <laughs> Wait, uh, hold on. Like the full driver's side window? Dude, sideways, straight, I swear. Like <laughs> a fifth gen or a sixth gen? Give me my helmet, I'm going out for this next heat. And I was like, all right, cool. And I was like, thud. I was like, all right, <laughs> thud. I was like, dude. I mean, follow-up question. How big is the guy's head? I mean, dude. I mean, <laughs> but um, imagine, what if you have to, like, bail out that window? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. With your helmet on. You got to take fact. your helmet off first. Know. Funky, you know? Feet, feet out first. Just leave your head right. in. <laughs> right, right, right. So 
like pop yeah. at as you <laughs> spaghettification. <laughs> uh, the CT four V Blackwing is the best. It's just it is just the chassis is amazing. Okay. It'll do anything you want. The shifter, the actual gearbox itself is like perfect. It's the best shifter I've ever experienced. Wow. Um, it's a V six that actually sounds good. Is and it a V six? Yes, twin turbo V six. You can get a four cylinder version as well, right? There's Isn't a four cylinder. It's not a black wing. It's just right? a CT four V. They fucked up the naming, but yeah, it's funky. But that's but cool. this thing, dude. This thing, it rips. It's so fast. It's so deceptively fast. Like you're always going, you know, deep wow. double digits faster than you expected. Allegedly, thought like, allegedly. Um, I, I peeped it on. I mean, after you had it in that list, I checked a little more into it, and like on the website, it had said that that twin turbo V6 was an exclusive Cadillac motor. Like they don't use that in any uh, other model. I think so. That's pretty cool. But it, it you know, the ATSV sounded terrible, but this thing actually has like a good sound to it. And it's just, it's just perfect. The car's just perfect. Like you could drive it across the country or you could put it on a track and it would, it would be great in anything. Wow. So they nailed it. And price point's pretty decent too, right? Wasn't it like 50K or something? 59 to get in the door. And uh, the one I had was loaded up with like all the carbon packages, 76, mm -hmm. but. Yeah. So you can have a nice one for like upper 60s. You could have a nice one for, for 62. So Brett, my, my running joke is that 50 is the new 35. <laughs> Dude, so, I agree. So to me, like mid, and it's so awful to think like mid 60s, it's not that bad. Like, yeah, but it seems reasonable. Yeah. Like, I feel like when we were younger, like 30k was like a soup. Like, that's a luxury car, right? That was right. like, the great oh God. It's like 30k, like is like a Civic now. It's like, <laughs> I mean, Civic is pretty nice, but like, oh no, beautiful. I don't, but I'm saying it's a very, it's an, it's an entry level model. Yeah. And like, in the spec of that's why when we were talking about Subarus being in the 30s and the 20s we're that's like true. this is so fucking great like because it, it went from price creep to like price leap yeah, <laughs> yeah. um like that. how much was like an e46 m3 when it was new in 2004 2003 50 and 60 was it really yeah was it yeah I the one like i drove an m3 in like 2012 that was like sixty seven thousand dollars um, that was 2012 that was I, right was i know but like the but then like a, oh, just a regular three series was like 35 like so six five yeah like wow. it's not okay time anyways time, time moves on ross like you're getting was, older buddy yeah so and you know that's the thing and this is good segue the uh the ct4v blackwing is supposedly with the ct5v blackwing the last two gas powered blackwing or v-badged cars you know, so it's kind of like swan song. Right. Wow. If, if you buy one today, it'll be worth more tomorrow. You know, they're so good. It's It was just, it was the best. Uh, it's almost any car you buy right now. Though. That, is that, that is buy true. Buy a car today, it's going to be worth more tomorrow. Like, right. Yeah. And I'm sure and then, uh, bring the manual spec is pretty cool too, because you'd have the last like petrol and manual. You know what I mean? That's pretty yeah. bad. And the shifter's so good. That's so like, cool. Oh, it's so good. Is it a ZF box or what is it? No, it's a TR sixty sixty. So Tremec. Yes. Oh, okay. That's fine. Wow, that's awesome. Tremec, I love, love Tremec. Like, yeah, it's gotta be a got a Tremec. You know, yeah. sixty sixty Tremec. Oh shit! <laughs> I don't want a purse shifter. I want a Tremec. It's a yeah. It's a TR sixty sixty, okay. which is you did a good job. Everything. It's so cool. Yes. I feel like that that style of car is such like a 
like a German owned segment, right? The manual saloon. Like that's so cool, dude. Rear wheel drive. I I just love that. I, I, you know, I love that Cadillac can, can be in that segment and do so well. It's badass. You know what I mean? Killing it too. They're, they're almost alone with like a rear wheel drive perform other i mean like yes bmw does the m cars but like the m series isn't what it used to be so like there's room for the black wing to sell a lot yeah i don't think the m cars are what they used to be ross sorry if you're looking for four-door manual yeah fr design i mean Mm -hmm. m3 and it's this ct4v right yeah pretty much or the or the five which or the five yes or the five but then but again that's a bigger motor too though right you can it's 6.2 6.2 liter with a yeah like 1.8 liter supercharger well, or something that's more that's more in the m5 territory you know yeah it's m5 size you know? but m5 you take a manual so it's true <laughs> you know that's true that's badass though no, these these Cadillacs are that's really cool yeah. it was amazing um it makes me hope I, that you like it so much that's badass it was great and i have i, I was hoping i'd get a, some seat time in an m3 but i have an m4 comp coming in a few weeks so get a little <laughs> comparison on that <laughs> So, yeah. our, channels, Anyways, our channel's changing we're just going all sports cars Sorry, <laughs> it's all sports cars yeah <laughs> not really no our guy shit dude because i'm so i'm sure you have so many listeners out there look a lot of these guys like if you can afford the overland stuff and the off-road stuff like you know there's crossover stuff. there is crossover there i i, so, I have a lot of my customers are that half and half you know yeah. so, our people can talk about car shit regardless of what it is right. like forever you know sorry until you get to rotaries i'm out on rotaries i just don't care <laughs> yeah. i they're cool i get it it's unique it's weird i'm out sorry i don't want to hear about your apex seals like i am out <laughs> I, maybe i know a little too much about it but I, <laughs> i'm gonna send you an apex seal for christmas <laughs> why <laughs> uh so anyways um like, let's just automatic rx8 for christmas That's oh all. my god you know, you know what fits great in the front of an rx8 ls motor yeah it does <laughs> there you go yes you want to do side doors <laughs> those things are so weird okay uh just just bullet pointing on the next few uh kia telluride excellent really truly good vehicle uh the interior is great nice. engines meh yeah, but like it. It doesn't it, need to be anything more than that. Exactly. It's right. a it's a people mover. Like it's not. They did. They haven't done an off road version of it. They haven't done a okay. like sporty version of it. It is a people mover. It's very good at that. And it's not bad. It's no, it's really good. good. Really like it. I will say the Kia product that I want my hands on though is I want a Carnival. I need Kia to send me a Carnival. Like let me carnival. have one, because there are auto journalists who don't have children that are like. <laughs> who can i adopt so i can buy i was like you could just buy the minivan i'm sorry the mpv it's a it's a multi-purpose vehicle again right. you could just go buy the carnival you don't have to have children you don't have to justify your car purchase <laughs> right you can just be you know yeah just you can just life. enjoy what you like it's okay just live your life exactly no so, one's gonna notice another minivan in traffic mpv sorry god <laughs> they're not gonna give it to me now now, now you're, you're on the shit list. Yeah. So, so that was very good. Uh, the, the M440i Grand Coupe was actually surprisingly good. How uh, much snow did you drive it through? I drove it through a lot of snow. Drove it up <laughs> to like a town outside Gore, um, a ski mountain for a bachelor party the weekend of the bomb cyclone. And oh, wow. we went out during the blizzard. It was amazing. Um, it, was, you know, it was on snow tires. And it, it's... I didn't know it's a mild hybrid. So oh, below yeah. five miles per hour, it like shuts down and runs an electric. 
and you know it's like one of those 48 volt hybrid systems so nice. it has like a alternator that basically can run the car um, so you did snow skids a little yeah. bit okay <laughs> i didn't want to crash the expensive <laughs> car that i was very happy right. and, and very great that was still car. working well yeah i saw some sketchy driving in the snow up there like people trying to brake and turn at the same time and the car just keeps going <laughs> like, oh boy um for the best yeah so that, that was very good go. how fast you can stop I, I i far prefer the vertical grill on the m versions over the you know 440s or 430s mm -hmm. no. you do not prefer them at all chris is that one i don't like modern bmw though the aesthetic <laughs> is awful i'm sorry oh man and, but and and looks are completely subjective. Like we can go stare at artwork and have completely different takes on it. Okay. Like I, I I don't really harp on car aesthetics that I much will, because of that. But modern BMWs do not do it for with, me. I wasn't a huge fan of the way the current cars look, and then this one showed up, and I looked at it more. Like instead of just glancing at it and looking away, it's yeah. not bad. Like not you bad. get used to it. Yeah, you know, it's a modern take on and, what used to be classic and of course amazing. Of course, right. <laughs> it was very good to drive, which was a nice surprise. Yeah, it's a B58 motor, I think, in that car, right? The 440s, gray motor. Was it BMW the... engine codes to me are just like well, that's the inline six running. turbo, like that's yes. what they put in the newer Supra because who else is making an inline six force induction since the 2JZ, right? I guess BMW, nobody. I mean, it's maybe literally, you know, so Mazda's no, they passed. Mazda killed it. They announced I... that they killed the inline six in the rear wheel drive platform. Hmm. Oh, I thought they just came out and said that's what they were going to do. Mazda? Yep. Yeah. Mazda was supposedly developing a rear-wheel drive platform, like a scalable platform that they could use for some crossovers and for a sports sedan oh, with an inline six, and they killed it. It was rear-wheel drive. Dead. I need to actually click through and read some articles. Um, oh, <laughs> so then this past weekend, I drove a Kia Forte GT up to Maine, put like 600 miles on it. Good rally cross car? It would be a yeah. great rally cross car. <laughs> Except it doesn't have an actual handbrake. It is oh. an electronic handbrake. Yeah. So um oh yeah. Okay. Well uh you know if you know it was good. We did six hundred miles, it got thirty-six miles per gallon. Like that's pretty good. It's respectable. The mileage first, it's like all right. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't break down, it was comfortable. Like I went to this restaurant. They had like really good bread. It was, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, the water was cold and the it's bread. It's the Olive Garden of sports today. Great. Let me yeah. tell you. You know, it's like, all right. Exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. They had nice, <laughs> I really like their napkins. No. Brett's, um, Brett's got so, the code for Ross Car Reviews. Like, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, not much great to say. You know, the engine sounds like marbles in a coffee can and Ooh. it's mm. it's just underwhelming I, it's a ton of shit on this car for 25 grand or so you know it has radar cruise control and it's got heated and cooled seats and sunroof and carplay and all that stuff but it's just like entry level it's it's got the same red trim as like the veloster and the elantra okay. but it's not even remotely in the same ballpark as that right so yeah I think William just had the Elantra end down there in DC and he, Howdy. dude, he, he did a startup video and I was like, I'm sorry, is that, was that an Elantra? Like it sounded <laughs> great. Like it was so good. Yep. What so, is that? The same power plant as like the Veloster end, I guess. Yeah, I think so, so. Yeah. Those, those rip, dude. Those are great. Yeah. 
That's right. I do. So then in, in terms of uh, going slow news, I did off-road the GX. Nice. And it did really, really, really well. Um, Again? No, this is the, we haven't talked about the first one. We wouldn't be here if it didn't. So. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did talk about it with Camille. Like, yeah. Oh. You're talking about breaking through ice, slide down mud. Yeah. I edited yeah. that whole show last well, night. Well, for it. Brett, since uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if I tell Brett about it. He's the one to put it all together. Yeah, <laughs> Brett was the one who saw the freaking build of the thing. So it did really, really well. I need to learn the tire pressures that work for the yeah. weight of the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, you know, super stable. It was so slick and so muddy. And, it, and it, the only time that there was any loss of traction was like just going down a, a slick hill sure. where the, the mud just like, compacted. Or yeah, maybe- it just stuck in the, they're not mud tires. You know, the right. Toyos are great tires, but they're right. not mud tires. Right. Um, and especially when you're going downhill on the brakes, like it doesn't have any way to eject the mud that's in there. So it did great, got stuck, used the winch, you know, just got beached on some ice and was like, I don't want to kill these tires. Like first time it was, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, man, it was, it was really, really, really solid. And How did the foam cells feel? Uh, I mean, it felt like it was on stock suspension with better rebound, you know, awesome. versus most of the off-road suspensions I've had experience with sound. Like, it feels like you got, you know, pucks and springs yeah it rode great i had like heated and cooled seats going at different times because it it was freezing (laughs) when we started and it got like i mean let me rephrase i got really sweaty when i realized how out of shit out of shape i am (laughs) climbing up a hill back to the truck after we had a little recovery situation Um, but yeah no the truck's great suspension's great you know the tires are great the whole thing came together amazing awesome man Uh, so yeah again thanks to you and the team for Thanks, work on thanks, it. thanks to you too. Give us the opportunity. That was wonderful. And and the parts you went with were like A1. So, you know, that's the other thing too. You know, it's about getting the good, you know, the good ingredients for the recipe and then do it once and do it right. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, your, your truck's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. It gets compliments everywhere. Like I was looking it, at the photo today that we took in front of the shop. I was like, wow, that's a gorgeous truck. Yeah. And, uh, and we got more stuff coming. So nice. we'll, oh, looking forward to it. we'll talk on the side. Got some other stuff. Okay. That, another episode it it helps that the shop's aesthetic blends perfectly with it does like gray brick with the white sign like it looks great with the truck in front of it our building used to be uh blue and i just i was you know i would take photos in front of the shop all the time and and blue is a very hard color to work with right when you're kind of editing photos a lot of times you actually want to remove the blue from a lot of the stuff and uh, i said one day you know i was like fuck this and we repainted it and you know i did (laughs) very neutral color so yeah i thought you know, I thought it looked good, but thank you, Chris. I appreciate that, man. Oh, I, it's literally why we painted it that way. So it would be a better backdrop for, you know, photos in front of the shop. So. Especially if like the, the, like the cars that are brighter colors pop even harder than like. They, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. True. Thanks. True. Man. Thank you so much. That's yeah. great. Awesome. So, Chris, you want to talk about Suburban? I, I've been teasing it for weeks now. I finally, I, I ordered it. It came and, and then eventually I got to go down to uh, my buddy Ron's house. Uh, he was about two and a half hours away from me and he was like, bring it down here. We'll put it on. And I was like, all right. If you're offering labor, yes, I will be there. Um, so I went down there and uh, a couple of the other guys from like the, the off-road group that I, we have a group chat that probably, if you hear my phone uh, vibrating, it's probably them. Nice. Um, they know, they know when they're being talked about. Spidey um, senses were tingling. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of the reasons I appreciate the group so much is like Ron is a Land Rover guy. He used to send me photos every time he would pass 
a Land Cruiser of himself giving the Land Cruiser the finger. And I would send <laughs> him photos every time I would pass the Land Rover of myself giving the Land Rover the finger. It's a great game to play, except when you live in the county I live in, which is uh, surrounded by Land Rovers. And so I'm constantly giving the finger in traffic. And I was like, all right, Rob, we need to slow this game down. Because yeah. <laughs> he lives near some Toyotas, but I live near all of the Land Rovers. In that ends very differently, differently for you than it does for him. Correct. Yes. Like I'm, I don't want to get shot in traffic. So, um, cause it's also the Midwest and there are guns. Uh, <laughs> but we went down to Ron's house. Uh, Brett showed up in his hundred series land cruiser. Kyle eventually showed up on his, uh, I don't even, I think it's a KTM adventure bike, Cool. but he normally runs a 900 or something. Do what? Like a 900. No. I want to say I heard the phrase 450 thrown yeah. around. Oh, yeah. And it might even be 250. Yeah, the most smaller in that displacement zone. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were they were talking about like smaller displacement bikes that they could then throw on the back of their trucks and stuff and then like rip around. So um you gotta love the Midwest. We got room for stuff. Um <laughs> but no, it the so I, I I did a leveling kit, so it was two and a half, uh, so it was a metal bracket and some plastic spacers in the front and then it was just like a solid inch metal disc in the back um and it went on i got there around nine ish and we were done by lunch so i bought everybody lunch except for kyle he didn't show up to do the work so sorry kyle show up i gave him like three tater tots or i paid for three tater tots um (laughs) you paid for three tater tots i didn't really do that um but like it was nice to see guys that I hadn't seen in a while. It went on super easy. I'm, I would absolutely be sharing images of it right now. I'm super happy with the way it looks right now. The the I think I the picture I sent to Ross was like of a Red Bull Formula One car with like the front end super low yeah. and the back end super high, like full yeah. rake. Like because that's the way I felt the suburban looked. Yeah, last year's Formula yeah. One car. The yeah, last no, no last year, not the one that doesn't have fuel fuel pump issues. Um, <laughs> but. It's it sits up higher in the front now, and it's not it's not terrible. What I was a little concerned about was like fully loaded. How will it look? Like, Swap. is it gonna sag in the back? But like, the kit I used maintains uh, the the Magnaride shocks uh, and it maintains the the right height leveling in the back. So, oh nice, because I I could still hear it move. I could hear it going like in the back every time the <laughs> compressor? kids compressor. Yeah, yeah. Is it a compressor? And I know what it is. Um, I should probably learn these things, but it it's working. It looks good. Yeah, if it's hydraulic, then no. But like it's, yeah. But what there's like a like an air helper. Like there's a bag back there that adjusts. I think there is. I think there's yeah, a right. Probably would be air because you yeah. would just get like, you know, anything hydraulic like would be maybe for like like dampening or like you know having right. to shock. So yeah, and it's probably be in the the spring itself is probably a bag. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you throw a bunch of stuff in the back and turn it on and then it goes yeah, to nice. level. So like yeah um that is literally the sound oh, it makes. yeah you're making that noise regularly now <laughs> yep uh we don't do fun social media clips Ross. so good luck with that and i control the video uh, <laughs> i know you have ways to get it um but yeah I, I i took it on a little route that is one of the more acceptable like we don't we don't have trails here we have minimum maintenance roads which right. the count the counties don't maintain right. um and every, you can always tell when a new person has joined like the Facebook group, they're like, so what trails are there? And we're like, well, there are none. Um, <laughs> we have these routes that we generally all accept that when it's raining, we don't go on them because you ruin it. Um, right. Some guys go anyway. Um, 
but so I just ran it through uh, one of those real quick and I absolutely had a blast because it sits so much higher now in the front. Like it's, it's still got that lower splitter there, that lower air dam that drives me nuts. I have yet to hit it again. The only thing I've hit it on recently is a snowbank, And I don't think that counts because that's like way like I'd hit anything on a yeah. snowbank basically. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of sad that the dumb computer won't let me share pictures because I, I like the way it looks. Go so, to Chris's Instagram for people. I did put it on the, I think it's on the podcast Instagram too. Like, I think I definitely did both of those. Probably. I better have done both of those. It looks good. It, it looks like the way the Suburban should look. It, so. it, it has me like, I'm definitely hunting for a skid plate now. Like I definitely want uh, uh, that Z71 skid plate, which I'm not supposed to be able to use because the way my premier bumper is or the front bumper cover, um, there's more plastic in the middle of it. I'm like, I'm just going to buy a Z71 skid plate and we'll figure it out. Like I'm going to cut some plastic out. I don't get shit anymore. Lost bumpers for a Prado and look at him. He's out here. You know? Yeah, exactly. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't cut up a away. Lexus though. Like that's different. It's, different. <laughs> it's ultimately a piece of metal and plastic fancier synthetic things that's true <laughs> uh but no it's it i definitely will take it like when we were in glacier last summer i didn't drive up a road because it said it was a rough road and i was worried about clearance and yeah i'm not worried about that anymore like it okay. it, it i i'm still not going to do anything like nuts with it because it literally is the thing that holds all of us like yeah no, you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but like it's it's, it's rig, rig. it could be you know yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. i still need to find some tow hooks for the front and just get home. yeah yeah yep. and then get the sticker that says remember stupid you have to drive this home so nice man <laughs> true, true. ribbon's beautiful truck beautiful truck yep got a customer pull up in a brand new red escalade yesterday it was gorgeous which i know oh escalade i mean but the color was i've never really usually see in black white at least you know but like a red like beautiful red oh well, and it's it's i know which rich it's almost about. like a blood red like it's that was great um, i had that tahoe rst for a week that was that color oh nice it was like it was red yeah like, i thought it was great like the way the sun hit it i was like holy shit you know yeah yeah that was a nice color it gave a really sporty look to to the escalade that i thought was really nice. <laughs> to a truck that weighs 6500 pounds really cool. it cost 90 gram right Right. <laughs> that. That's only that one that Zach and those guys had a UTV driver. I don't that think they regularly so six figures. Yeah, that was like hundred and eight thousand dollars. No, it was like one fourteen or something. Pretty sure it was one oh eight. That was no the Jeep that I had was one oh eight. Oh, okay. That's why. <laughs> that was the obsidian one. That was the obsidian one. Those things haven't gotten better. Anyways, all right, Brett. So Yo. so we we dug a little into the background of the custom shop before but like what's the actual history when did it when did you guys start it when did you start it you know how did you get into this what's your i mean it's basically kind of like you know sum it up but just give you the kind of the gist of it um i worked at another shop in queens prior to that so we started in 2014 okay. so you know it's been a few years now right about eight years yeah. Closing in on ten, bud. Yeah, closing in on ten. <laughs> yeah, your mark was a big thing to pass because I mean, that's kind of like, you know, like shit. All right, if we can get past the five, we're okay. We built the customer basis, all that stuff. So it worked out. Um, so that was cool. Definitely after the five-year mark, not that it got easier, but like the problems weren't like so much oriented, like staying open. Now it shifted to other things, right? So the teething was- issues had worked themselves out by then, right? Um. You know, but yeah, we started in 2014. But uh, prior to that, I had worked in another shop in Queens. 
And I was, I did like a count. I was a salesman. So I would work the counter. I'd sell parts and, you know, help people out and stuff. I have somewhat of a mechanical background. I mean, all, all enthusiasts and hobbyists. Like I never worked in a shop as a mechanic, but I've always done work on cars, buddies, cars is how we grew up. So, you know, I can turn a wrench. I'm not like the guys that work for me, but pretty decent. So anyway, I had a counter job at this, at the speed shop and um, I did pretty well there. There was a couple other salesmen there that were like a little older and they were a little jaded. And, you know, I don't know, I had, I was younger. I had this kind of fire. So I was, I was doing really well. Now the gentleman who owned that, that speed shop also owned the building. So he was owner and I guess, landlord of himself, right? So he was the owner of the building. So he didn't pay rent, nothing like that. Yes. Well, he pays himself. It goes from the yeah. corporate account to the personal account. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so he is also, you know, he's a dude that, you know, he's into the car thing. He has the speed shop. He was my boss. I was working for him. But in the years that he was building that business up, and he's had that shop since like the late 80s. So through the 90s and early 2000s, like if you had a speed shop, like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. That was the boom. Like that was it. You know what the I mean? Fast and furious boom. All that stuff. No internet. You know what I mean? Like there's no way to check prices. It was just like, <laughs> you know, you're paying $700 for this vibrant muffler. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know, in places like that could stock more parts too, because there was less models back then, dude. It was like in lady, yeah. it's like five Oh, I rock, you know? And it's like, okay, uh, so you stock a couple of exhausts and it works out. Right. So magnet flows yeah. here and there. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's another thing about how the industry changed, but um, yeah, so I worked at the shop. I did really well. And um, my, my boss who again owned that building, he owned a few other buildings in the Queens area that he rented and things like that. So when he came to this money through his shop, I guess he invested in real estate. He had a small shop in Astoria, um, the one, the custom shop that we're at now. And, you know, I was uh, working at this other shop and he actually gave me the opportunity. He's like, listen, he was like, yo, if you want, I bought this building. He was like, if you want to jump in there and like start a shop, he was like, I think you can do this. You know what I mean? Wow. And I was like, dude, I really don't have like much money or anything like that. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, it's cool. He was like, yo, just whatever you got, you know, let's do this, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh shit, I don't know. You know, and I, uh, cool thing was, is that one of the technicians who worked in the back who would do the installs, he was probably about maybe 12 or 15 years older than me. And I would always love when I would take my job to the back of the shop. And then this guy, Anon, my partner now at this shop, he, he would get this job, you know, and I knew that it would come out good because he was a great installer. So when this kind of came up, this talk about going to another shop and everything, Anon was like already, you know, it's already in, you know, so <laughs> yeah. kind of like we jump ship together kind of thing, you know, um, okay. Anon actually went first. So since my, my boss at the, that current shop was in the speed shop world. He kind of went to that next place and like with Anon started to like furnish and show him like the ropes on how to do it. And then I kind of just, you know, left this place and jump ship over there. Okay. So we were friendly, the two shops, because we were kind of under the rule of this one landlord. So like we kind of like worked as like a family between two places a little bit, you know? And, um, and that was it, dude. And like, we started there uh, about eight years ago and, you know, a couple of clients that I helped out in that first place followed me. I wasn't standing in front of the old shop with like a, a sign, like, Hey, like an arrow. <laughs> in and out business cards <laughs> under the table. Yeah. But we started very humble and it's still, you know, we're still very humble and we're very blessed, but we started out with like hardly any customers and just, it was a good time for like Instagram and social media. And there wasn't as many like 
I want to say like the algorithm was a little easier and it was kind of seemed like you were able to get out there a little more. Mm -hmm. And I had a really good friend, man. His name is Sean. I had, I still do. He's one of my best buddies. His name is Sean. <laughs> Shout out to Sean if he sees this. And he had bought a, a Wrangler at the time and wanted to do this big build on this Wrangler. And he waited for like me to get to this next shop. That's and awesome. then he came there and like, we started out with this truck and like, it was right. like a $25,000 bill, $30,000 bill. This guy went in and like, boom, we put this truck on the map and like, people are like, oh shit. And like the way we styled it and we made a video around it and photos and it kind of just started bubbling from there. I was always big in like the German car world, Volkswagen, BMW. So I had a lot of buddies who would come through for work and it just bubbled from there, man. But I actually, yeah, my partner is, is Anon who I worked with at the shop prior and, uh, yeah, that's where we are, man. So that's how it started. Um, that's amazing. That's a hell of an opportunity. Shot. I was like, listen, like, what's going to happen if this fails? Like, I'm, I'm, like, I, you know, no one's going to like kill me. Like, big you, fucking right. tried, you know, like, I. You go back like, and work at the speed shop? Yeah. No, not, <laughs> not anymore, but like. <laughs> I, could, I could, right. I could do yeah. that. I could work for like a vendor or something, you know. Then the idea was to like, you know, work, work it through the shop and pay him the rent and all this stuff. And like, you know, it worked out really well. So I, I definitely had had a boost there you know which was cool you know my landlord was a really cool dude he saw something in me and uh and gave me the shot so that's that's wild that's a story you never hear you know? yeah yeah it's, usually yeah. it's like a huge rift and somebody goes out on their own and right like warfare yeah man it, that's that's awesome i didn't know that yeah it was cool i mean the other guys like they weren't too happy that we left that other shop because we were <laughs> pretty decent salesmen and, and an installer obviously but you know you have to do your own thing man you want to you want to do for you and you know yeah. I mean, I'm not stepping on too many toes if like the business owner from one spot was like, hey, try it in this spot. So <laughs> you know, big fucking deal, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Were you always in cars like from childhood or was it yeah. kind of? Always, always. Okay. My, my father was a math teacher. My mom stayed at home. Um, and then she was, a, she worked in like a board of ed with special ed kids for a while. And like, so we didn't like have like crazy money. Like my parents never had like really cool cars. Mom my growing up my dad had an 85 voyager with like the wood paneling plymouth voyager you know that was, he bought my mom like an like an 89 pontiac le mans or something like oh my gosh like, you know yeah it was like uh, <laughs> my, but my father loved cars growing up he had a triumph tr3 my, my awesome. father was born in 45 so okay. like you know 77 right now you know almost yes uh, yeah so he's an older dude but he so he's he's been around cars for a while but yeah one of the cars he would always speak speak about so passionately was his triumph tr3 which was awesome he would talk about how you could sit in the car and actually just stick your hand out the door and touch the ground and yeah you would physically have to remove and replace it was just such a pure roadster he loved it and uh he lived in brooklyn you know in bensonhurst and he would repair it on the street he would pull out the gearbox and bring it somewhere and have the synchros and stuff redone and put it all together it was just really cool. So I always thought that that was, that was awesome. And we spent a lot of time in doing Legos or like, you know, servicing his, his van and stuff. We were always very hands-on. So I don't know if that's where it came from. Um, but he always loved uh, German cars. He always loved BMW. He never had one. He actually just ordered one, man. At nice. A few, a few months ago, he ordered Good it. for him. Yeah, an X3 M40i he ordered. Okay. Yeah. They, so they make really good sounds. Yeah, definitely. It's a good car. But um, I was really happy for him. I took him to the dealer and he ordered it up. But yeah, he would always talk very, very highly of BMW. And he was like, yo, he loves all cars. But he's like, you know, German cars. He, he absolutely loved them. Mm -hmm. He also loved tires. When we would be in the car, it, 
could be the most shit car ever if it had a nice set of tires and they were wide and like they hugged the road right and they sat along the fender right he would always point it out so yeah there was a lot of that influence um always you know for sure and you know we grew up in a good time for for cars you know and yeah, for sure so i was always the car and driver guy and you know that was what i read and it wasn't much internet and shit like that when i was a kid or any at all and um yeah it was just kind of the magazines and you know, when you go to the supermarket, you look for the magazines and you, while your mom's shopping and you look in, you know, and that was it, man. And we just, we loved it. You know, I, I grew up in Rockaway beach and Queens is very like surf skate oriented kind of town. Like there wasn't many kids into cars at all. Not on that Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah not you know, like, I never knew kids with cars really. Like even when we got to the level of like, you know, having a license, like you didn't, you didn't know many people, you know, with that stuff. So it wasn't very, like yeah. predominant in my neighborhood and there's other Rock neighborhoods is like you know? it's like new york's venice you know i mean so my my wife's family had a place in rockaway so hell yeah man um her uncle was a firefighter on uh, the holloway house for years there you go like years holloway holloway house yeah i think that's the right house now i'm about to look it up because i'm gonna be wrong <laughs> or maybe Hamels, maybe the Hamels house. Uh, I don't know. Could be. Okay. Two six six was the engine. I know that. <laughs> I got that right. Yeah, it's a. It was a cool spot, but yeah, that that's pretty much yeah. Always into cars, dude. Always into cars. Okay. Always into off roading, or or kind of um, started with German first, stuff and. Yeah, first into cars, and then really, I, living in Rockaway, there's a very small like little beach you can actually drive out in the fishing beach where you would go off to fish and you can drive on the sand out there and in starting the shop i would just always drive out there in a four by four and just like take cool video clips just because i thought it was good content because where the fuck in new york city are you ever gonna can i curse on this channel i'm sorry yeah, yeah. Same, whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> so where you know where the hell are you know you're driving like it was just cool and people would be like where are you what's the deal and then again in that kind of wave of us doing a lot of those wranglers and me kind of doing this, people started to show more interest and I would get larger builds and people more serious about off-roading. And then kind of my, you know, love for it kind of grew as well. So it was there. Um, I was always a camper. I'm always an outdoors guy. I, I'm sleeping in my car before it was a thing, I guess. You know what I mean? So, yeah, <laughs> before it, it had was, a name for it. Right, yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. It was and, just car camping. <laughs> right. It was, it, was, it was just really, really cool. I, I, I always enjoyed that kind of like vagabondy kind of lifestyle because you, you lust to get out a lot when you're in New York City. That grind, you're just like, dude, I'll fucking go anywhere. Like, I just want to get out of here, you know? So I was always venturing to these cool places, you know, to just camp for a night or two and and it was always just a thing. But yeah, I kind of grew with the hobby with the clients as well. It was kind of cool. Yeah. You know, so met a lot yeah. of people through it as well. So the Montero, your first four by four? Um, no, I've had two XJs. Okay. Um, I mean, it is four wheel drive, but not really a four wheel drive. <laughs> Thousand, I forget what it was. Mitsubishi Montero. No, Mitsubishi Outlander Sport. Oh That's wow. Me and my wife needed something super that. cheap and reliable. It was like the cheapest car ever. We were like, hell yeah, got four-wheel drive. And like, we would take that on the beach sometimes and cruise and stuff. But that was short-lived. What's um, worse? I yeah. definitely definitely was cussing at one of those in Colorado last week. <laughs> like, get out of the snow. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> out of the it way. Was, it was all right. But um, yeah, the Montero was probably, uh, you know, probably the, the best rig I've had so far. Yeah. As far as this so, weird platform. But I, I tend to, to like to drive something a little more. It's definitely unique and not like the mainstream 
No. It's not a third gen or fourth gen or fifth gen forerunner. No. Know, which no, not at all. I truthfully I like you know, I, I love Land I love Land Cruiser. I think it's it's a cool platform, but I just couldn't afford or stomach like 20k for a 250,000 mile vehicle. And like I don't care how great they are. It was awesome, but like I just I couldn't do it. You know, I just I couldn't yeah, do it. I was like, what, what has like a third row? What, what's something that's like large. I can either, if I plan on camping inside of it, I can, if I, I want to camp on top of it, I can, you know, what's it going to be? So I, I did a lot of research and I was like, shit, this is pretty cool. I mean, these cars now they're very hard to get parts. They're very hard to find the truck period, but the price point to start is like awesome. Like the truck was like 3,500 bucks, dude. You I was going to say like three to seven is it, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, they're a little higher. There's one dude in Cali that has a really nice one and he like, he has this popular Instagram and he's like this real kind of like this dude in the scene that like you kind of, I don't know, you can ask him like for connections for parts and he's just a really good dude mm-hmm. who like really helps out in the scene. And, um, you know, he had one that he sold just now for about uh, 15,000. So, crap. okay. You know, and so They're just creep it up that yeah. would actually bring the price up of the other ones that were decent. So, right. that's, you know, I mean, once people realize what those things can do, right, they're gonna climb, you know, right. A, a lot of people shit on them. It they're independent suspension, the third gen, all around. I mean, that it's cool. Like, if look, if you're not scaling rocks and you're not fucking crawling, then right. yeah, you know, it's not for that, but. As far as overlanding, and I know that's one of the questions tonight, like, you know, kind of what category I'm into, right? They're all cool. But, um, overlanding is probably, you know, remember, overlanding could be on a bicycle or walking, right? So, like, automotive overlanding, right? So, I feel bad because, like, the automotive world kind of took that that name and just ran with it. And it's oh like, there's other people that overland that don't have a, a truck, you know what I mean? So Yeah, motorcycles, right. bikes, like... Yeah. You know, but either way, that, that that style of overlanding is is my favorite. Um, and I thought the truck was really cool because the independent suspension, like you said, we'd have to travel how far on a highway or this and that to get to where we have to go, right? So the road manners are phenomenal. The handling is great. I mean, as far as the truck goes, um, <laughs> yeah, as far as the six thousand pound, right? Exactly, and just yeah. just the engineering is really cool. You know, you you put it up there, and there's like dude, there must be like 12 control arms on this vehicle. Like it sucks in the wallet when you have to fix this shit, but like, but it's just cool to see the engineering, the, the drive shafts, carbon fiber, like it's cool. And to see the progression, yeah. To see the progression of the original Pajero or Montero solid axle front and rear, the second gen, like a Toyota independent front solid rear. And then the third gen and the fourth gen is the last. And they're really the same platform. They're full independent suspension. So you know, as they won those Dakar rallies and they were really popular in that world, it was nice to see them kind of like modify the vehicle for competition. And you get a little trickle of that down. And I don't know. I just think it looks badass too, dude. It's not something that you see a lot. And I mean, what you've done with your own has, it's like, it's got a freaking look to it. Thanks, man. But I appreciate it. Yeah. It's, it's so unique and so just different, which makes it so much more interesting than another like dime a dozen truck. Thank you. Um, and it's got, it's, it's great, dude. It's got, you know, it's got a super select system, like the transfer case. You can, you can go from like two high to four high to four high with the center locking diff under like 65 miles an hour. Okay. I didn't know that. That yeah. is game changer. It's unbelievable. So yeah, like there's times awesome. I'm up in like New Hampshire or something where like on a windy, like concrete, you know, asphalt road. And then it's like, okay, Gaia says to hit this fire road crossover you can just shift it up into center lock and like it's it's seamless there's a four low center lock obviously you have to stop and yeah the gears over but it's cool we also added electronic rear locker so you know you can have center lock rear lock 
It's just really cool, man. I mean, I don't know. It's a badass truck. You know? I feel like that color is very specific to Montero, too. Like, I know that there are other, like, maroon, red, yeah, around. Yeah. Like, correct. To me, yeah. like, that's always a Japanese Montero. Like, yeah, it's like red, red mica pearl on Sudan beige. It's pretty <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> real is world it? trucky, real rally style, you know? Yeah, exactly. Those, like, those were popular in that time. Those like LL Bean colors, you know what I mean? That was just yes. like, oh my God, yeah. like the Subarus were like a, a dark yep. you know, green with beige. You know, it was very popular. Eddie Bauer stuff. It was Bauer. very popular. Oh, there was one more. What was the Jeep that was like green and tan in the inside? Green? Oh, the Sahara? No, 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 no. Was it a, it wasn't it like a, a brand? Limited? Hold on. Hmm. So yours has the fender mirror too. I like that. Yeah, people hate because really that's for a right-hand drive car. Right, exactly. Who cares? You put it on yours. It's fine. Fuck, I thought it was cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like, want it? It's is that fine. A, is that actually it useful? Yeah. No, well, not where I'm sitting. No. So no. like, <laughs> plus so my side view, they yeah. can say, "Hey, you're about to crash." I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Do you have an angle um, to blind your front passenger all the time, like in the sun? Yeah. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> oh my god, they yeah. Or if I get stuck off road, I can just like. Yeah planes you know what i mean yeah exactly it's an extra mirror just in case there you go. yeah man but um it's a good it's a good truck for sure so you mentioned the part about growing in the off-road world like with your customers so you guys do some you know some pretty good trips up north and sure and whatnot so can you like touch on that at all about about how the the hobby you've seen evolve with your customers and how that has shifted into what it is now yeah. I mean, again, the demand was there. So I figured like, okay, you know, and you kind of have this, like, uh, I want to say like, I don't know, it, being a shop from New York city and then being like, yo, we, we built some off-road trucks. It's kind of like, you're already like, you know, you have to, <laughs> to be like, okay, these guys really fucking do this. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I felt like, you know what, let's, you know, and a lot of the parts I sell are, are great parts, Dobinson's, Iron Man, you know, SPC and ARB, all these great brands, but they're not, terribly difficult brands to get right so nothing's really custom shop exclusive so i felt like you know aside from the service and like the quality of the installation and knowledge of the products i wanted to give something just a little more that kind of gave me that edge so like when clients see that shit like holy shit this kid's from queens and like he's out there in utah in his truck colorado virginia you know maine new hampshire vermont like we in the montero we did thirty-eight thousand miles in one year dude Wow, shit. And I work six days a week. Dude. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I took off like three weeks to go to Utah with the truck. Yes. But yeah. I know you, you know, you're going to ask me some stuff too, like about any trips we've been on, but that, so obviously that took a big chunk out of it, but yeah, we went hard with this truck and we just wanted to show people like, listen, dude, like we can build something, we can go the distance. And it just turned into like, you know, let's bring some clients along. Like, let's go do this. Let's make some content. Let's, you know, promote the brand a little bit and try these products out, you know, build something for the customer and then have them try it. Like when you told me you took your truck out and you had a good experience, that's, that's awesome. That's like, that's what we want. You can make it look cool. You can the parts on. Like you can be knowledgeable of the style, but to make something that's functional and like people are using, like, that's cool. So I felt like they needed to see the front of the business, you know, someone like myself doing right. actual sport and hobby and lifestyle, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, like the cachet that comes from, having faith in your own work and actually being a part of the community as opposed yeah, to somebody who's just like slow, fucking bro. parts. You know, that's, that's scary too, dude, because like, you know, something happens on the trail, bro. One of these oh, trucks fail, 
you know, a ball joint snaps or something it's like, bro, a, they look at me and right. B I have to be the guy to fix it. You know what I mean? So, you know, a lot of these guys are knowledgeable, like, but I do have a lot of customers that just like, dude, they're just like in New York city and like they live in an apartment and they don't have like a spot to hold tools or a garage. So they're not working on their rig a lot like that. And that's where I come into play. So yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, man. So we try to like, when we do these trucks, like I could be done, you know, on a Thursday, but I won't tell the customer till Friday or something that Saturday, because I'll test drive it. I'll drive it around the neighborhood. Well, you know, look, we're in New York city, but I can get it up a little curb and see like the clearance on like lock to lock. And like, you know, I try these things because I, I simulate maybe what you're going to end up doing and the stuff you're going to come into contact with, you know? So it's like, we try to prep them as best we can. You know, it's not just like turn the last bolt and like, all right, pick it up. It's like, right. put it back on the lift, check for torque, make sure there's no noises, make sure the alignment's correct. It's pulling, you know, not left or right, you know, mm -hmm. things like that, dude, clearance, you know, there's clearance and then there's like off-road clearance, right? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> you make your wheels clear, but then are they going to clear when you're articulating? That's another thing. So, you know, it's just trying to just, you know, and that, that comes with, I also felt you're more knowledgeable about this and you're able to sell these products more and, and refer them to people when you've used them, you know? Yeah, when I, you know it works. Right. If I know that this tire was great in this situation, or I know that this certain diameter tire worked better than this because Ross told me, listen, dude, like I should have went with the five <laughs> or I should have went with the 295 or I think I could have squeezed a 305. Like, you know, I, it's better to be doing it and in the world and you get more real life info from that. And then you feel confident, you know, selling it to customers. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. confidence so, in your own work yeah thanks. on your truck you, you you have a rooftop tent yes are you enjoying it do you yeah. are you okay with it like yeah. i feel like the community sometimes is like no ground tent rooftop tent and oh, you know the I'm other sorry. thing that that i'm in love with is an awning with a room oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> I know that's my jam because i don't want the i don't want the stuff on top <laughs> right no, no no i think the awning with the room is is a great choice i often tell customers like if they you know, if they can't swing it for the rooftop tent, cause they're not cheap, dude, you know what I mean? Oh, Self and 25, 3,500 bucks, you know? So, mm -hmm. you know, I, that side room is awesome, man. You know, now for that, that trip we did, uh, Ironman sponsored me for a lot of those parts, which is really cool. So, um, you know, having the tent with the side room, like beefing everything up was great for the content, but <laughs> I, I truthfully, I love the rooftop tent. I think yeah. for, for my job too, like when I'm out there and we're making content and like, just that wow factor, it, it's cool to have, but I, I think I could do all this with the side room for sure. And there's, yeah, there's a couple of reasons at night when you have to pee, right? Like it's nice to just walk out of the side room and not have yes. to smell a ladder when you're half sleeping, right? <laughs> um, two, if you have a dog or you have a kid or something, you gotta carry them up the ladder. Like, what are you gonna do, dude? You know what I mean? Um, three, it's a lot more cost effective. Four, you don't get that crazy drag and crazy miles per gallon that you're seeing right now right, right. but um, there's something to be said about sleeping elevated and like in a little mattress and stuff five in the side room you can get up and change and stand you're yes. not like you know so it's kind of better almost in every way except for like the coolness factor you know right but the, the instagram factor right means towards the uh the rooftop tent for sure it's also faster to set up um but a good old cot sleeping bag and a side tent you're good to go especially yeah. if you're doing a diesel heater thing where you're pumping heat into it right side tents it's pretty sweet you could just leave the heater outside just pump it in rather than trying to worry about it mounted on the roof right. or you know, whatever so yeah 
but thanks thanks for realizing that yeah man there's a shower system in the back too so we got all kinds of stuff nice that's awesome i didn't get so, that either. <laughs> so you mentioned you mentioned the trips so the trips have like kind of evolved over time it sure. sounds and sure. i mean this is it sounds like a bit of a different spin we recently had the guys from express rally on and okay. the name of their off-road rally is slipping me which feels overland like adventure overland series. that one um and you know it's like kind of a guided tour and it's yeah they have they bring chefs and everything but you know no. you're actually like taking people that have you know faith in you to have built their vehicles sure. which like i mean it sounds a little stressful not gonna lie <laughs> i'd be lying through my teeth if i said it didn't yeah um, it's definitely but, stressful a lot of these clients that are coming though too have been out with these rigs so they're kind of tried and tested also so you know it's not like again we just like finished this guy's build and he's about to drive 1500 miles with us you know what i mean the next day yeah but you know so a lot of them have been you know most of these people coming are pretty experienced with this stuff and have, have gone the distance so a little more confident in that sense for sure um i feel like anything at this point would just be like you went off-roading and your shit broke dude or like you know or just like or just something you know something weird like i, I don't think there's any like negligence at this point because all these trucks have been on the road for for months a year they've been to yeah. west yeah. coast and back so so pretty good but but yeah but but thanks man yeah it's um it's definitely something i look at it more as like you know just giving the customers a cool experience and having them use their rigs and i try to stay with that positive vibe and hopefully it'll be okay What's got the, everything planned um yeah we have um so in may we have an event called escape new york where the idea is just to get out of the static and get out of the city so we're going to drive up to the border of canada into in pittsburgh in new hampshire so the top of new hampshire yeah which is awesome that's and, where i go on a quad trip twice oh, a year <laughs> twice a year oh i love that dude i'm up there in the fall all the time for years and years Best. now one of my favorite places absolutely beautiful. it's so rural and it's so beautiful it's unbelievable it's yep. how is it in in may is it still like sticks or there is it pines like i i'm just unfamiliar with the all is, I, is green at all like yeah it's kind of like that turn it's right before the season starts okay what i know like trying to book like campsites and things like i'm just missing it by like two weeks Okay. So Mid-month would be when everything opens up and supposedly everything's thawed. The time we're going should be like mud season. So okay, yeah, yeah. no, completely understand. Copy. <laughs> so we're gonna see. Hopefully, it might be a shit show, but we're gonna see, man. It'll be. That's see. awesome. But uh, yeah, so the idea is to start um, Pittsburgh, um, New Hampshire, and then make our way through again. You know, Class Six roads or whatever mm -hmm. on our way down, and um, we're gonna make our way probably over three days through one of the more southern points of new hampshire then on that that day we're just going to drive through massachusetts connecticut from like north to south which isn't a very like big run maybe 100 miles or so stop at a brewery <laughs> chill and then we're going to ferry over the long island sound and then spend the last on talk awesome. so it's cool so, yeah. yeah you'll start like deep rural woods border of canada and then you'll finish up days later on the coast and just you know it'd be cool one of our customers um well actually one of the clients yeah, one of the clients that are coming, he works for, for Wheel Pros. So, you know, nice. of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. His buddy has a, uh, I think, a fish market or a, a seafood restaurant in, in the Hamptons. So that guy's going to meet us nice. that day and do a uh, like a whole seafood bake for us on the beach. So, oh, wow. so a lot of different terrain, you know, like you might go from some snow and cold to mud to forest, and then you're going to end up on the ocean. Mm -hmm. It'd be a pretty cool aesthetic, you know, for sure. So it's going to be slick. That's the guarantee. 
yeah. that time of year. Um, right. Greasy? What, what weekend is that, out of curiosity? So it's actually May 1st to the 5th. So we're starting on a Sunday. So that's why like, we can cruise through weekdays as we're going through this. So maybe the trails won't be as populated and it just might be a little better time to get around, you know? Be, yeah. It gives you more of a sense of like a vacation too for these guys, you know? When right. Not just, just sitting in traffic on, uh, on like 91 and in, in yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen a lot of that too on my, okay. my side. That'll be cool. Those I haven't done those classics roads, but they look pretty spectacular. Yeah. I mean, dude, listen, if you want to roll, let us know, buddy. It'd be a lot of fun. Shit, yeah. maybe I'll just be, come up and meet you guys for a trail day. Cool. That'd be great. I'll let you know where I'm at. I'll send you the route. Yeah. What's, you know, we're, we're mixing like, good. we're mixing like uh, something called the Hamster Trail and mixing with the Trans New Hampshire Expedition. And we're kind of like mm-hmm. taking a few more popular routes and I mix them up a little bit along with some stuff I know and made kind of a custom route. So yeah, it should be good. Let's, did, uh, let's make it happen. You need yeah. to not suggest only a trail day. Like you're missing the opportunity to get sponsored for a rooftop tent here, buddy. Like, oh, yeah, you, no, you no, need no, no, something no, no, to sleep no, 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 in. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll fold the seats and sleep in the back of the truck. No, 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 no rooftop tent. That That's is... where the spare is. We've been over this. You need more I know, space. I'm still trying to figure out the spare, but yeah. yeah, let's let's talk about this because that could be a fun little collaboration there. And, uh, yeah, man, for sure. The spare is easy, dude. JW off road. You can do something on the no. door. We can do. They came out with a new swing out now. Or you can do like the rigged setup where you do into the hitch that works really well too. So those are surprisingly expensive. They are, but, <laughs> but they don't suck. And that's the thing. Usually those yeah. systems kind of suck, you know, from other brands. So wobble like crazy. Yeah. yeah they there's, have good... Say there's, one, there's one at my wife's work. It's a forerunner with a hitch mounted like spare like that. And it sticks up. And as he leaves the parking lot, I just kind of watch it wiggle. Oh, <laughs> I was just like, that's so bad. Sketch. Why does no one drive behind me on the highway? What are they <laughs> terrified of it falling off? <laughs> yeah. But it's been so, fun. We did some cool stuff. Yeah, man. The Utah trip was really cool with the truck. That was bad. Yeah, that, that, one, looked, that one looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, just in terms of like other stuff that I wanted to ask while we have you on the show, I mean, what kind of difficulties have you had in running an off-road shop in Queens and also just like the complexities that come with it in general? Um, space is a factor. Generally, yeah. when you're dealing with four by four parts, they're massively big parts, right? Like a bunch of like, <laughs> you know, no, it's okay. I'm like, it's still there. So <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm good. dude, you said that you sent me that message. Other day and no, like, you're good. Oh, no, but no. what I mean is like, like wheels and tires and bumpers, like you have suspension there. I was like, no big fucking deal. Yeah. That's fine. But but yeah, I'm just constantly getting like 35 to 40 inch tires rolling through my doors. You know, it's like, you know, I have a smaller spot in Queens, 4,500 square feet, not super small, but not the biggest spot. You know, there's shops out there that I may, and they have parking lots, you know, that's the other thing yeah. too, parking, you know? So I have to make sure that like cars are not sitting in my shop. And when they're, you know, I get the stuff efficiently and get them out because I can't, I two cars sitting in my shop, but that's it. You know what I mean? I can fit a bunch so- in there, but is that you know, Jeep like, still up on the lift? Um, no, we got oh, it out. Okay, <laughs> that would have been a problem. We got a long-term M3 there right now, and um, and a Toyota. We're doing some stuff with, so yeah. But um, yeah, space is definitely a factor. You know, a lot of these parts are just massive. I've noticed. So, you know, when we did more car stuff, it wasn't you know such an issue with like storing things. You know, but that's cool. That's that's you know, I'm blessed that more parts are coming through the door than less, right? Um. Is the is the Honda Acti still there? The Acti is, is that a shop truck? That guy's the man, dude. He he's got Acti. He also has a Volkswagen Polo that he awesome. imported. Oh, yeah. yeah, he has a Bronco Two. Okay, so 
like a little Bronco Jr. Like the old. Uh, yeah. He's got some funky cars, but that guy is a really cool guy, man. Got some sure. eclectic taste. I love. Yeah. I love the little JDM K cars. Like the. They're great. They're, they're just adorable. They're great. They're hard to get now. You can't really can't really get them in New York like that anymore. Oh. There's really laws against them now. Yeah. Oh, so you have to like pull a scheme where, like, you can either register it as some sort of agriculture or farm, farm. truck. Yeah, farm plates. Yeah, or you do the classic like get an LLC in Montana. Yeah. <laughs> one square foot yeah and do that usually see montana plates on like lamborghini but you can put oh, yeah. them in <laughs> so, it seems like new york is <laughs> such the perfect spot for them like is it just a legal thing like somebody got mad well you know what it is it's like i guess it's kind of like you know if you're gonna do it in one place you got to kind of do it throughout right so like yeah it, okay in queens and brooklyn and manhattan sure you're going yeah. three miles an hour that's awesome but when you're in the adirondacks and you're going 90 miles an hour and 80 <laughs> You know what I mean? So it's a different yeah. kind of New York. That would be people, you know? so, so sketchy. Yeah. So it's not really, remember too, like their top speed is like 60. And like, yeah. if you're doing that, it's, it's revving out to its like absolute limits. So it's like not the best. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've always wanted one, but it makes absolutely no sense here because right. everything they're, they're is great. at 70 like, miles an hour. Right. You want right. one. right. If I delivered part of something, it would be sweet. You know what I mean? If I was yeah. like, delivery, yeah. that'd be you know but um that's true yeah it's more of like a hype thing than a real practical thing i thought about it too because there's a guy in like in hudson valley upstate that he just has a whole lot and that's all he does he just sells like k trucks and k cars but uh, i, I think that's fired. i'm pretty sure that's a friend of mine you know there you go yeah <laughs> imports or have any imports or something like that i don't know but um these guys great guy and he ran me through like what you'd have to do to actually get one of these so if anybody's listening to this it's like it's not as easy as just buy it and there's been people who buy them and then register, but the title never comes or like they'll get the title and within weeks. They get another letter saying you have to surrender your shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? It sucks. And then, you know what sucks too? <laughs> if that's the case, how are you going to resell this thing, dude? Yeah. You know? You're not. You're like, yo, it's five grand, but you got to spend 12 grand on an LLC or have a farm, bro. You know, people are just going to be like, no, you know what I mean? Arms are expensive. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> So, but yeah, that is a really cool car. This kid probably got it like before all that was going down, you know, because the import so. for a while. So, well, yeah. didn't Florida just like negate a bunch of stuff or like skylines and it's possible. I know Maine had that whole thing with the Delicas, right? Yeah. Maine you know? is. So it's that like, was like um, tail end of 2021. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I don't know. You know, yeah, I guess everybody's kind of taken to it differently, you know? Yeah. Like so a, have you had any like, really 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 strange propositions that have like floored you in terms of what they asked for on the four by four stuff because i know i saw that jeep and, and we won't talk any more about it than that but that jeep was a proposition which one the commander the commander it was like a why in the hell like oh yeah was, i mean you know i don't know like proposition as far as like do this to my car kind of thing yeah or like, like unique yeah, stuff yeah, propositions yeah, I mean, uh, that's probably one of the more oddball. I mean, I've, I've had customers, I, I had a guy with like a Audi TT that was like a 2000, like a Mark one TT, but literally wanted like everything from like a newer TT, which that was just really weird. It, like the car must've been like 15 G's and you probably spent like 40, like just doing like weird shit, like push button start and like the, like Brembo brakes from like, and like TTRS wheels from the new, like, like it was just wild, like just weird stuff like that. But you know what it is? It's weird for us, but it's not weird for the client. And like, I respect yeah. that. Like the commander one is, is a wild one and it's not, 
probably the more common platform, but it's kind of cool. It's independent suspension, solid rear, V8, third row, like mm-hmm. kind of cool. And he's building an overland vehicle. And, you know, it's, I look at it more of like a cool challenge. It's like, all right, this is a weird platform. If I can get through this and make the client happy and, you know, this is it, then, you know, fuck it. I don't ever want to be the shop to like pick up and be like, ah, we don't do that. Like, peace, you know, now some stuff, yeah, I'm going to be like, listen, I, it's tough for me to get involved with. It's not my forte, but right. I would try, you know, those weird platforms to me are, are more of like a learning curve and just trying to make it work. But okay. um, respect that. Yeah. that, dude, that's an awesome answer. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You know, I, I mean, yeah, there's, there's times that people bring some, like, they just want some weird shit, but again, like as a business, sometimes you like, you have to turn it away, but you have to do it graciously too, you know? Like that's important. There's times I don't, I'm not going to make somebody feel like shit about something that's, I might hate it in my head and might be like, Mm -hmm. Jesus, the fucking worst thing ever. Like go home and pay your rent. Don't spend it on this. You know, (laughs) like, but you know, I'll try to, um, I'll try to swerve and, you know, just kind of deflect, you know, and and do it the right way. But, um, as far as like, like propositions, like, like business or like, you know, venturing off into different things. I've been approached by a few, a few production companies to do like a reality show kind of thing. There was one for oh like boy. Discovery Channel and things like that. But once I got into like really talking to them about what they wanted, and I've even gotten to the point where they've come down and filmed like some pilots or like just, really? some stars, you know, but it's dude, like they all just want this like drama bullshit that like, yep. I just, I can't fuck with that, dude. Like, I completely understand. I have witnessed that and it is not okay. Oh, if it it was a cool thing where they came down and documented, let's say, you know, Ross's build and we talked about this and that, but that's not what sells. People aren't going to watch that. Right. They want Ross to come down and it's like me to stage his wheel falling off as he drives down the block and then he comes back and he has this big conniption and I have to stay open till midnight to finish it. Like some bullshit. It's like, dude, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not that. The hilarious thing about it is like, that's what the production company wants. Right. It's not really what the audience wants. The audience was actually down for just like the amount of dudes that watch people build stuff on YouTube. Right. Like, I don't understand how production companies haven't figured out yet. Like there are eyeballs on that stuff. It's true. It's true. And maybe there's the production companies are just representing like, like a channel or, you know, like, that's just like, it's, it's it, what an executive has asked them to go find. Right. Like my show would be like right after like the housewives of whatever. So it's just this whole like airhead community. Yeah, of Staten Island. Morons, you know, though, yeah. so, you know, I, like if the speed channel came up to me, then I'm sure maybe they would hear me out if I was like, listen, dude, I want this to be more docu style and like real deal. Mm-hmm. But if like, you know, again, like, I don't know, one of these other fucking, you know, I don't even know, dude. I didn't even grow up with cable, so I have no fucking idea. But well, I think what I think what happened is that like, you know, whoever it was that put like Orange County Choppers and Gas Monkey into production, like they struck gold, and everybody's yeah. just trying to replicate that. Yeah, and I'm not hating on these shows where that's an element of it. It's just it really wasn't for me. And the, to the degree, at least, they wanted me to like portray this style. Like, I I didn't want that because, dude, I'm not like The Simpsons out here where I'm gonna be fucking. 40 seasons, you know what I mean? 30, oh, yeah. you know, it, you're going to run me for one season, maybe make me look like a douchebag. And then I'm going to have to go just my normal life again. And you so, have to go back to your business. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> you're, like, oh, you're that dick who like six years ago, like, dude, like, you know what I mean? Like chucked a wrench at an employee. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. You know, so. And then I, you got to hire new people. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was, um, but yeah, that was a great question though. But okay. uh, yeah. Thanks man. I hope I answered that. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. No, that, I mean, 
that's the first time anybody said that on the show. So, uh, <laughs> uh, what's uh, what, what's up your sleeve for like dream builds for yourself, like cars and trucks? Oh man, it, it's 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 hard, man, to say because I cars. It's tough because I, I there's just so much variety. But like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure I can really get super creative with the with the Overland truck thing too. But I, I really if I could have like a dream build right now, like let's say a truck that I can take on expeditions and trips and stuff that would rep the shop and, and, you know, bring people, I would love a land cruiser, like a newer style, like a 200 series. I think that would be really cool. I would love like a 40 series. That'd be badass too. But you know, something that I can 100% get in every time that has everything that I can just like go, you know, yeah. the 200 series is, I, I mean, maybe people are like, Oh, he should have chose this, but I don't know. I think that that's really a, a solid, solid setup, you know, or, or a Montero that never broke down. That'd be sweet too. So. I mean, so a 70 series Land Cruiser. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right? <laughs> the thing we can't get. Yeah. Right, right, right. One of my customers has a, a 70 series Land Cruiser Prado. Really cool one. Is that the green oh. one? Yeah, the green one. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It looked great. Thanks, buddy. That was cool. It had a uh, ankle burner exhaust, so it had a side pipe exhaust. I saw that. I was like, whoa. So Dude, strange. I hopped, and it's turbo. You know what I mean? We did an intercooler in it. We did all these cool hop-up parts and, like, made a bunch of power. And, like, that – Dude, one day I hopped out of the side of it, and I just laid my calf muscle on this thing, dude. And I just oh, no. heard it sizzle. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, holy shit. It's and I hair. Dude, I smell, I pulled my leg off and dude, my skin pulled off like god. Oh, oh dude, I still have that dark <laughs> spot on the back. I'm of sure my you do. Yeah. At least it was a cool car, though, you know. Yeah. Start uh, thinking about tattoo ideas. Right, right. <laughs> the tattoo is not from a viper. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Or the actual like warning label from the viper. I can. Yes. Get. Oh my yeah. god, that'd be so funny. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. We have a customer with a Viper 2013 GTS manual. Beautiful. Freaking cars. Yeah. Jumped up big time. I mean, much like everything else, but yeah. yeah seriously. Um, I guess 200 series cruiser, man, would be, would be really cool. Fully hopped up or I guess like an earth roamer or something would be badass, but like, you, oh, know, yeah. you know, that's cool. And um, See, that sounds know. great, but like, how does that do in the New Hampshire woods? Yeah, you're right. That's the other thing too. Yeah, it's the other thing too. Guys with these raptors and these gladiators and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh no. It's like, oh, you know, we're not in Moab. We're in Connecticut. So you know what I mean? Like, you have Dude. to get down this tight trail and make. Have this- you seen an Earth Cruiser? Earth Cruiser. So they're uh, a Zuzu cabover based. Oh shit! Okay. And the they're the way they're designed is the entire thing will fit in a shipping container. Sick. Which yeah. is still wider than the trails in New Hampshire. It's still, but like, it's <laughs> drastically smaller than an Earth Roamer. Yes. Like, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. That's cool. I'll send you a link. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That'd be cool. That's sweet, man. We, but, we had the, the president of that company on the show, and I have nice. always, like, he, he told a story about being solo in the Sahara and getting stuck. That was crazy. Which, like, with just him and his wife, and it took him multiple days to get the truck unstuck. And they had a winch. And I had a land anchor, but the, the sand that they were in was so silty and fine. Like, oh, Days it's nice to recover it. Yeah. So, yeah that You're listening, you haven't listened to that episode. You got to skip to that part. <laughs> so yeah. that's wow. That was a while ago. Man. Dude, wow. that's, yeah, I might try to get him back. So please, please. So, all right. So we're getting towards the end. So let's, uh, let's do the last few hits here. So you guys are doing road rallies too. Woo. Yeah. People oh, yeah. Like, 
like on tarmac stuff. So yeah. Oh, similar yeah. vein where you like pick a route and kind of hop from place to place. Um, yeah. So yeah, we try to do, uh, two driving events a year, sports cars. That'll be, um, spring and fall this spring. Not so much. We're going to do the overland thing. I, um, I traded my, my car and then I would do these rallies with to upgrade to the car that Chris doesn't like. And we'll, um, <laughs> which one do I not oh, like? Oh, the BMW? The M3. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not judging you for it. No, like, I just kidding. don't think it looks good on the outside. I don't, like, yeah, it's still a good I don't take it personally at all. No, I got it. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just fucking around. But um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm waiting on that to come in. So we're not going to do really hard time this, this spring. But yeah, so it's really cool. So I'll get probably like maybe 10, 12 customers together, all sports cars, stuff that we've worked on, suspension, wheels, tires, good driving cars. And um, again, we do a beautiful route. A lot of it is in New England because your roads are absolutely beautiful. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. And um, yeah, so it was cool. We will usually drive up one day, rent like a huge Airbnb, like a big cabin that people would rent for like a wedding or something. And then everybody has their own room. We'll cater food, which is cool. So it's one fee for like each driver. And I preset all that up. So you get a hoodie, walkie talkie, the itinerary, stickers for the car. It's a really cool event. And then, you know, you get up there that night, we have a party, have a good time, drink some beers, do a campfire thing, have catered food, wake up the next day. And then we run this route that's usually a looped route. So it'll bring you right back to kind of where you are, spend the night and then the next day go home. Um, and people really love it. It's just, it's a really beautiful event. We'll take a videographer, we'll take a photographer, all the stuff's on YouTube if you ever guys want to watch it. Um, but the really nice thing is this past fall, we did one called the Custom Shop Autumn Enduro. So it was like an Enduro challenge. It was an endurance kind of challenge thing right so it was a thousand miles and we drove out to the end of um long island we ferried over the sound backwards through connecticut through massachusetts kind of the reverse of like the overland trip yeah and then um we got into new hampshire that first day and we spent the night we did the best roads in the white mountains crossed over to vermont the night. yeah it was awesome dude we then after crossing to vermont we spent the night. So we did hotels on this one, three Hilton hotels. We got a group rate. So each spot we stopped and um, we did the best of the green mountains, went on another ferry across Lake Champlain and then did the best of the Adirondacks and spent the night in Lake oh, George. Yes. It was a three night, four day, 1000 miles. Oh my God. Just unbelievable. And again, we do it during the week. So there's not really people on the road. And like, you know, we're having fun on the roads. We're not like it's not a race, dude. You it's know not I mean? bull run. Yeah, nobody's right. got anything. To no, do. it's not like that. There's no like burnouts driving on the other side of the road. Like it's nothing like that. Like you know, it's just more a nice, like nice cruise. If you're in an area where you're like in the mountains, there's no one fucking around. You know, kick up the speed a little bit, take the turns, but nothing you can't surely back down from. You know, you're not going 80 around a 20 mile an hour turn. You know, it's you know you're cruising. So it's more about just getting out there, getting the photos, just you know, just having a whole kind of experience for the clients. So yeah, we do the on-road thing and the off-road thing and um, it's very dear to our heart. So we love that stuff, man. It's a good Thanks. balance. It's a good balance. Yeah. Man. So good. I mean, like people should on New England for the roads, but if you get to the right spots, they're, they're pretty good. Oh yeah, dude. No, there's some dude. I mean, unbelievable. Right. There's not much in the way bottles once you get out of. No. Okay. Of like, I'll do a lot of research on like really like famous like motorcycle routes. That's it. I'll kind of link them and then like we'll use those to drive on because they're usually super scenic with great pull-offs yeah. and yeah. it's just unbelievable. We do the Kankamagas Highway and oh yeah stuff up there. It's just it's absolutely gorgeous. So, dude, I, I dug far enough deep in your Instagram. I found a camping cruise. Yeah, dude. That so yeah. Thanks, man. That was, um, <laughs> Car camping. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that was during, during like that was definitely during the pandemic where it was, it was like May 2020. So yeah, oh, wow. height of it. <laughs> right. It was a bunch of buddies and we were like, all right, dude, you know, like we want to get out there. We want to do a trip. So what we did was you, you couldn't find a campsite. Nothing was open. Right. So I use an app called hip camp, right. Which was like basically Airbnb of camping. So people just rent you their land privately. We found this like crazy war veteran dude this guy was awesome he lived in the adirondacks and he was just like yeah i'll rent you my land no problem so he rented the land and what we did was it was like maybe seven or eight of us we all brought our cars and we all brought tents and we camped out individually in our tents and kept it pretty socially different (laughs) we just same thing we ran some roads man and we just camped out of the cars and like well camped out of a, a ground tent but brought everything in the car packed really light everybody brought just like you know nosh kind of food and like that was it, dude. And we we had a great time, and and it was cool, man. Yeah, that was that was cool. That was a lot of fun. What's, yeah. Real fast, what's the Volkswagen with the rear diffuser? And oh, so that's a Volkswagen. That's a Golf Alltrack, right? So that's the is Golf it? Wagon. Yeah, oh, with yeah. the IS thirty eight swap. So it has the turbo from the Golf R. Okay. I think that car puts like almost five hundred wheel down or something. <sighs> dude, is it a manual DSG car or a stick? No stick. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll clip this picture and send it to you. <laughs> Say it again, Christmas. I said I'm gonna clip this picture and send it to Ross so he can. Yeah, it's that's a like the dream daily. Yeah, that dude is like again. He's very eccentric with his choices. Have you? Did you see that like Opel we posted up recently? But it was it was a Saturn Sky, but rebadged as the Opel GT. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. So like that's his car too. Like he he chooses these like wild like sleeper cars that you would never you know. But um, that so that sky is kind of a cool platform, dude. You know, terrible. Oh, the yellow one. You know, yeah. It sure is. So you know, pretty cool. So um, that that guy's pretty eccentric. But yeah, that's what that Volkswagen is. Yeah. He also had um when he when we first met him, he had a Mitsubishi Lancer Rally Art wagon hatch thing. Yeah, it had like a dual clutch transmission. It was kind of like yeah. an Evo, but not. It was funky. It's like color. a WRX. Right. Evo light. Right. Um, exactly and uh, he had one of those so yeah that's yeah that's what that car was pretty well he's he's not passing his helmet through the windows of that opal either (laughs) (laughs) good freaking call back there exactly that roof is kind of funky you know i think it is comments like that's the shittiest roof ever like someone in there you know (laughs) i looked at the kid's profile he has like i don't know some yeah or something like Dude, years ago i i was in my 80 series at on the top of trail ridge road up at the alpine visitor center and just off the road comes like 30 saturn skies whoa it was like a club it was like saturn skies and like pontiac uh solstice, solstice. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they were just like a club driving wow. through colorado and I was underappreciated like, yeah, yeah. Great road I, to take a kind of car like that. Forget. I about did it. start looking. I was like, "How many GXPs are here?" And I saw two. <laughs> nice. Yeah. G- <laughs> I was like, GXP yeah, coupes are cool still car. in money. Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool car. So, and uh, and just to just close out with a callback from earlier, the uh, the ZJ Grand Cherokee that I was thinking of was the Orvis edition. Oh. Orvis. Whoa. That was a brand. You weren't wrong. Yeah. wrong, and it was like an L.L. Bean kind of brand. So. I would say that's worth the wait, Ross. Thank you, Google, for the yeah. answer on that one. That's worth the wait. That would have been like a David Tracy question. <laughs> he would have known it right off the back. Well, no, he would have made fun of you. Yes, like he he would have he would have mocked the Orvis edition. He does not. 
<laughs> he wants the cheapest one with the manual. And, yeah. yeah. He doesn't want the fancy one. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, sweet. I'll wrap up the show. Nice. Uh, you can rate and review the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it. Be, we appreciate it. Spotify even. You can like and subscribe on YouTube. <laughs> it always makes me laugh when I say it. <laughs> uh, you can follow Brett. He's at the custom shop NYC. You got it. And then Ross has on here at Brett World. Yes, that's my personal. But yeah, the shop's more. The shop's way cooler. You don't want to see me. You want to see the shop. <laughs> <laughs> like There's my a lot of good shit on the shop. Yeah. No. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm literally, I'm actually pained by the fact that I couldn't share photos tonight because your photos are fantastic on the oh, show. Thank you, man. I know. Oh, like, really they, like everyone you were talking about, I was like, I just saw, I want to share. So, like, guys, if, you, if you're watching or if you're listening, please go follow at the custom shop NYC. They're great photos. I shoot all the photos too, and the owner operator. So, not too bad. You know, and it's, it's, I seeped it. It's so, <laughs> like, literally, the amount of stuff that you guys deal with is so eclectic. Like, Thank you. You're not going to get bored looking at like, oh, another one. Like, it's yeah. like, there's some channels I follow. Like, oh, great. It's another one. Like, dude, yeah. when you follow my channel, it's way too much of my kids. I get it. Okay. <laughs> when like, my truck was in the shop, it was in the actual facility itself was Supra, uh, fifth gen forerunner, the Acti, and a Jeep, and the Commander. Like, <laughs> and that's not even the weirdest mix. That's, like, no, that's, that, that was, was just a fairly Friday. calm. You know, that was a Friday. It, yeah. it wasn't anything weird. So. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the matchups. They're really cool, you know? Yep. Yeah. So you can follow uh, Hooniverse, the Hooniverse on Twitter, the real Hooniverse on Instagram, and you can follow Ross at no, not like the one from Friends. I'm at Overlanding Dad. I feel like these are weirdly ordered tonight, Ross. Are they out of order? I changed the order. Oh, you did, you're messing with me. <laughs> oh. I thought it made more sense that way. That's fine. Um, and you can It's been a hundred something shows. We got to shake it up once in a while. Sure. You can read <laughs> our writing on Hooniverse, UTV Driver, ATV Rider, Everyday Driver, and the U.S. News and World Report, yep. which I just I just turned in three more. So hopefully nice. some of those start more of those start going up. So sure. I, dude, they complete non sequitur. One of my assignment was best off road camping trailers. They didn't know. They just yeah, assigned that to me, and I was like, it? I was like, how? I, and I'm limited on slides. Like I could only have so many choices. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think you guys would know. You've just punished me by forcing me to limit it to 10. Like I, <laughs> there's so many more. So I'm hope I'm hoping that I pick some stuff that like, I kind of did a Google search and I was like, there was a lot of stuff that I feel like I know about that I hadn't seen on those lists before. But then there's also like some mm -hmm. stuff that definitely needs to be like the brooder ones down in Australia with their active suspense. Like that has to be on the list. That's just ridiculous. Like, but then I, I tried to slide some stuff in there that maybe a little, little lesser known in the United States that's around. Like there's stuff I, that you, you fascinate over. Yeah, I freaking, I love a camping trailer, mainly because I, I just want to put my kids in it and then go sleep in the truck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's our show. Thank you so that's much, it. Brett. Brett, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks that's a lot of fun. Time, man. You guys are great. If I ever, you ever want me to come back, dude, I'm all game. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Let's God bless you guys. Definitely. We'll have you back. Yeah.